This is episode 314 on September 5th, 2019. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Suck an Android. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other weird stuff in our head. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. And Joe, this uh, this week is playing host to a few, uh, person who right now is... Um, hiding away, hopefully safely, uh, from the hurricane that went up the coast and right now is hitting the coast of South Carolina. Hope everything turns out okay and little to minimal damage for everyone to uh, may be impacted by that storm. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> Crazy. Yeah, like I said, we it's ugh, so. Like I said, her, her, I, I know it's the fall, it's the time of the year, but those things are nasty. <laughs> but again, hopefully everything turns out okay. Well, due to our timing of this show, uh, episode 314, or pie show, if you will, um, is the week, or just barely a week before the fall Apple event. Um, so instead of trying to figure out what let's say other people may have or other guests that other people have we want to talk about what kind of things we may have had going around in our brain um the focus on that so let's get to brother nero i just had a very potent premonition what we will have in our heads for this upcoming and probably overly long Apple event that will be happening on Tuesday, uh, September 10th at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time and whatever local time that everyone happens to be living in. So we decided to kind of do a two-track for our premonitions, uh, both what we think might happen and what we really want to happen. Um, so, Matt, do you want to start with maybe what you think may happen? One one thing you think may happen. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, I don't know. I was just kind of looking at, like, some other, like, newer phones that are on, on the market and, um, you know, mostly, like, you know, Android stuff and just kind of seeing, like, what, what they offer and um, one of the things that I think Apple could do, and honestly, what I think they should do, especially since a lot of their uh, camera features sort of revolve around taking pictures of people, you know, like portrait mode and everything, um, I think that maybe we could see uh, like eye autofocus, you know, to where basically the phone looks for the face and then automatically focuses on the eyes mm. and then it would be able to track that through the through the frame so you're thinking both for photo and video then well as we all know i don't really care about video so right. i didn't right. even think that far <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about video. I don't know how any of that stuff works in video um, at all, to be mm. honest with you. 
I could definitely, and one thing that's kind of related to that is you always have a feeling Apple, because they really can't stop the leaks anymore, um, some things they have to keep out that's software only or software heavy, because that's the one thing they can really spring on people. You know, they they still like to have that surprise moment. Mm-hmm. And given that everyone has contacts inside the supply chain and things have to be made so many months ahead of time and locked down, software, you can... Somehow they have to... I'm sure there's a way they can get it in there without being as a public beta because they, they still love that, you know, oh, and by the way, here's something that you did not know that was coming. And you can only, I think you can only really do that anymore with software. But especially in, so yeah, that would be something that would be, like I said, especially since they push, you know, the, 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 the human touch. Yeah. So much with photography. Yeah. I mean, you, you raised some good points and I actually really didn't even think about that because, uh, I don't, I don't even really pay attention to the beta testing and stuff. So I just didn't even think about that. But, uh, um, you know, you, you're, you are probably right. If it, if it was going to be there, someone probably would have found it, I guess by now. Um, but I do think it's something that Apple could do. And I guess I'd be surprised if at some point they don't have that feature. No, total agreement. I mean, well, now, one app I think we're all big fans of, Focus, is for the latest release and update. They mentioned they're going to do um, basically the portrait mode for video. So, again, there's something else that's 100% software. So, I, and some it, software, software's gotten so big and layered on top of layered on top of layered. I think it's that something like that where they could say, you know, uh, either f- not just to focus on the eyes, just to focus, but like a blink control. Cause I know camera plus two does that has like a smile control, but something where, Oh, did you take a picture? You notice that sometimes some people's eyes are open. Some people's eyes are shut we will take care of this automatically. Just if we will take, you know, 13 fo- or how many photos you want to take and we will merge them with our three cameras together to give you the best of everything possible. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be neat to have. That would be really neat to have. Oh, go ahead, Greg. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me on this point. Um, to see Apple, you know, announce something next week with regards to you know the camera and how it works, and, and maybe a feature like uh, you know um, focusing on the eyes of whatever, and and say that it's going to be coming up in a in a future um, update because they did that a couple of years ago with. Um, Something to do with portrait mode, wasn't it? Didn't, didn't they yeah. say that there's a, uh, you know, it, it's coming in an update 
mm-hmm. you know, coming soon in an update or whatever. So, I mean, that could be why it's not in in any of the beta releases, and maybe nobody's picked it out yet. Yeah, and that is that is also one thing that Apple's done weird. Um, they've actually released the beta for thirteen point one already. And uh, actually, today I got one for. Is it? Uh, I think it's thirteen. Let me see. What is the current? Well, it says thirteen. Oh, thirteen point one. It was beta two. That was it. Okay. Okay. There, there was an update today, and it actually fixed some noticeably wrong things that I've seen anyway. Well, that's always a good thing to hear. But yeah. But just to know that they already have the second beta for the dot one release of the new operating system, which isn't going to be available for maybe next week, maybe even the week after, you know, iOS 13. Yeah. It Uh, depends on how, Oh, it's the 20th. Okay. And I say that because that's most likely, uh, going to be the first day that you can get the new iPhones. They won't release iOS 13 until the new phones come out. Mm, good point, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, the fact that there are a couple weeks or a couple weeks before the earlier versions even release to public, they're already on the second beta on the follow-up. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's been like that internally before. You know, I, and of course, this is no new idea. I've heard this from like Renee Ritchie and Andy Anako on MacBreak Weekly and other places that they're probably already working a good amount already on iOS 14 and they're already starting to reach on iOS 15 already. Just oh, yeah. just yeah, because of how complex and everything they want to do and saying, well, we want to do this with the operating system and what kind of hardware we w- are we going to assume will be there when we're this far ahead. So, but to see to say publicly, oh, by the way, we're already following up on what's going to be released in a couple of weeks already. But I think that I think there was I think it was portrait mode or something related to portrait mode from a couple of years, and people are right now yelling at their phones or iPods or whatever they're listening on, saying, "Yes, don't you remember this was a dot one release that they wait?" And I think it was like a month or two later. Yeah, that was that was what that I think I forget if it was even just portrait mode in general with the two cameras. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So. And that was that was when the iPhone Seven came out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's been a it's been a while since they've had two camera phones. Mm-hmm. Okay, Greg, do you want to do what you think? We'll do we'll do thinks maybe first and then do the uh, the wants slash desires. Okay. Um, well, I mean, it, I think it's no secret that there's quite possible that they're going to have a like a I don't know what you want to call it like an ultra wide angle lens. Um, I seriously think that's what the third camera will be for. And my phone just went off because I said seriously. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I, I really think that's what the third camera will be for, although there's been different things come out in social media, and one of them was even as crazy as 
each camera doing one of the three color channels. So one camera oh. will collect red, one collect one camera will collect green, the other collects blue, and somehow meld them all together to make an image. But personally, even with all the computational stuff, I don't think that would work because the light comes in at different angles on each camera for each color channel, and yeah. I just don't see how that would that would work. So I mean. Um, but I think you know the ultra, I, I, I think the ultra wide will come into play, and I think it's going to be um, the, it's still going to work with the other two cameras somehow. Uh, there will be some kind of a feature that will utilize all three cameras, similarly to the way that the both cameras work now for portrait mode. So you know maybe that's going to have something to do with. Um, you know, maybe focuses onto something with this um, uh, depth information in video. And I know even Mark talked about that. I think it was even last year. He said that was on his wish list. But um, I think uh, you know, with with those three cameras, it's it could be possible that they'll either do something like depth mode in video, or you know make it so that you can take a nice wide angle shot and still have depth depth information in that too because currently you can only have a uh, like a portrait mode shot and it'll look like it's coming out of the two times camera so I think that's that's what I think is going to happen is you're going to mm. have depth information or, or like a portrait mode shot that will look wide angle yeah because I know a lot of the reviews I read uh, when the 10R came out, because it does have the computational portrait mode, where people yeah. were saying, "Oh, this is so nice because of the better light gathering with the bigger le- with the, with that one lens, and having a wider shot with it with the portrait feature." So that would be. If they could, like I said, it doesn't seem so. It doesn't seem like you're doing a 2x zoom. But you could do with the three lenses, kind of firing all at once and gathering all the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be. I, I hope if there are three lenses, I hope they all could capture raw. Ooh. Well, I mean, with the two lens camera now, they both can do raw, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, they can. Okay. Um. In an app like Halide right. or Camera Plus Two, I think, yeah, and the like obviously the native camera app doesn't capture RAW, um, but the phone does have the capability to do it. So whenever I want to shoot a, a RAW image, I use Halide, and I mean I use it most of the time anyway, because I like the ability to um, manually select which camera I want to use with with the native camera app it will go to the two times camera if you select it but only if there's enough light right it will default to um, the wide angle camera because it's got the larger aperture and it'll use the other camera to help it you know that whole portrait mode type of thing um, but when you want to use the two times zoom or like the, you know the two times camera on the native camera app, 
I'd say in most cases it's probably utilizing both cameras. But at least with a, an app like Halide, it uses that camera specifically and totally ignores the other one. The only downfall is is that the um, the aperture isn't as as wide, so it's not getting as much light, and right. picture quality is not quite as good. So, I mean, ultimately, for me anyway, if I wanted to do that, I would put my moment my my moment fifty eight millimeter lens on the wide angle camera and shoot it that way because then I'm getting almost the same type of picture as I would out of the two times camera and I'm getting that um, the quality from the the wider aperture and and mm-hmm. again you know I could do it in RAW or or JPEG or right. the uh, high efficiency mode now I'm for my th- think I'm kind of going between I'll go with this well like I said, a lot of the problem is that the, a lot of the improvements that I think would be helpful would be software-based, and they would already have to be in the beta, and everyone would be yelling about them already. Like the fact that when you're changing modes, you like if I want to do, you know, just the way you can, if there would be any way to combine it, where. I want to do a like I said a wide angle or even a somehow a panoramic de- uh, portrait mode. You know, getting a bunch of people lined up in a group shot, something on that nature. But I could see the front-facing camera having some major improvements. And that is something that is not necessarily you couldn't just look at the camera and notice it like you could with the new big old box um, bump in the back for the versus opposed to new iPhone 11. But to be able to say to people, you can now do the next step up resolution for your front facing camera. Because I can see a, or a way you can do... And Greg, you, you, you have the beta still, right? Yes. Can you do a picture-in-picture in, picture in any way built in? Um, I know there's apps you can do that. I know Android phones have that ability. And I know, some, like I said, some apps give you that ability. But that, to me, is something I could see them putting in by saying... You can be, it, it's just like you're there if you're showing your friend or you're showing your family if you're somewhere. Instead of getting that really awkward selfie shot, you know, where you're trying to hold up the phone or if you have a selfie stick and you're trying to get you with the majestic sunset in the background. That way you can show your family and you can get there. You could do a photo that does both at the same time and built in make it so it's not as obnoxious a way you can show your reaction to something happening yeah i, I don't see that okay i've got the selfie cam on right now and i i, okay. I don't see anywhere where that's possible um i can i can go into the settings and like into the camera settings and have a look but i okay it doesn't sound like it though i don't know if i've heard of anything like that 
Because honestly, I could see a lot of people using that as, and I'm talking TV stations, using, because they're already using a lot of the places are just telling reporters, here's your iPhone, go out and, you know, do your shot. But if you could do that while having the person's face on the camera while shooting what's going on, that to me would be a huge thing for people broadcasting either on, you know, um, reporters in terms of regular, like local news stations where they're always looking to save money. So you can just send someone out there with, with a cell phone and do everything on, on board there. Or, you know, you can even see like Mark trying to do some of his, uh, instructional video when it comes to, the waterfalls where he could be talking to the camera and then showing what's happening behind him. So yeah, that, that, that would be, be something that would be nice. That would be something. I mean, it's a bit of an edge case. It's a bit of an edge case, but I could see them doing that or pushing for something like that a little bit. Cause that would give them some, well, that, if, Apple, if Apple thought that that ninety percent of the people would want to use that ninety percent of the time, yeah. they would put put that in. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. I know, being an edge case, they're like, well, how much resources are we going to put into this? That you know, l- luckily, that's something Apple tends not to do too much, unlike like Samsung, which has some amazing demos, but people do it once and never use it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the closest I know Apple, at least I can think of recently, Apple's done is like the Animoji. That, oh, look, I'm a lion's head or I'm an alien head talking to you via um, instant message. And then you do use it once, you almost never use it again. Unless you have kids. Yeah. I, I imagine if you have small kids, it would be popular, but maybe right. popular. But yeah, I don't really see other than that much. And I. Okay, so now in terms of let's go around the horn again. Let's go with anything that we really not necessarily practical or think will happen, but just want to have. Like a wish list. Yeah. Matt, you want to start again? Yeah, sure. I only have one. Okay. One wish, and that's for the price of the phones to come down you know that's a pretty good wish yeah and and i think that the one rumor that came out was the fact that the two camera one that's that used to be called the 10r will just be called iphone and the three camera one that's called iphone pro the one that i think pretty much if we were getting a camera anyone here would want it so they'll say, look, the price of the iPhone's only $750, where last year's iPhone XS was $1,000. Magic. <laughs> but no, it, 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 I, I think <sighs> it would be nice if the price went down. Um, but... <sighs> I don't, they, I hate to say should, because we're not the ones working behind the scenes on the books for financials. 
and they're going to charge as much as they can, as much as much as they as much as the the market think they can get away with through the market. But it'd be nice if they would start off with a new phone at, let's say, the new 10R. You know, the new two camera option being 600. The next step up being. Heck, I'll even take 900, but give us 64, you know, gig of memory. And then beyond that, for the, you know, for the, uh, the Max Pro, or if you call it the Pro, you know, however they want to call it, the, the, the extra large Pro, I could see that being over 1,000. But it'd be nice if only if you started to max it out, it would hit 1,000. Well, with the iPhone now taking in less than 50% of their revenue yeah. for the for the first time this past quarter here. Um, gosh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd love to see them, you know, put them out as a, a, a little lesser expensive. Like, at best, I think they may keep them the same as last year's prices, but hmm. it would sure be nice if they could drop them just $100, you know. Yeah. They, they would they would sell more phones. I think they're always going to be expensive in Canada. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, a thousand dollar iPhone XS for for the U.S. is like thirteen, you know, maybe thirteen fifty here in in Canada. Um, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, crazy. No, agreed. And the fact that we went from 10 years ago from, pre, at least in the U.S., pretty much everyone buying their phone on contract, where you didn't really, you paid, you know, 199 or 299 for the phone, and it would just kind of put into the bill that you never saw, to where now it's an itemized, oh, this is costing me $35 a month. You know, putting it on a, even... And it, I'm sorry, but and, and I, admittedly, we did it uh, going to a 30-month um, term. Luckily, 0% interest rate is the way they do it. But basically, you're doing a 30-month loan to buy, to buy a phone. Yeah. And the fact yeah, that – I'm sorry. It go kind ahead. of works that way here too, yeah. Okay. You know, they, they subsidize it. They call it a subsidy. Okay. Yeah, here – I mean most in the U.S., it's kind of – Here's your plan, and your phone is so much per month, unless they're running, you know, special deals or whatever. And a lot of times, those deals are only if you sign a contract, right? Because right now, like my phone's paid off, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> uh, Ruth's phone's not paid off; she's got, I think, over a year left. And as I asked her, I said, how's your phone holding up? She said, oh, phone's holding up good. And I said, so you're not interested in a new one yet? She said, no, not really. And also, she's not a big fan of Face ID. She, well, by the time she's ready for one, they may have Touch ID back again. Yeah, I saw that rumor. And um, I think it's people grasping at straws. I really do. I I can't see them. Apple doesn't really admit defeat much, and that would be admitting defeat. And well, I think they would leave Face ID in there, but I think they would give you the the, the option. Yeah, it's. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I mean, and that would add complexity, cost to the phone. I mean, I could be completely wrong here. Next year, they just say, you know, the under the screen, here's how it all works. But I, it just, it just seems like a backward move. Yeah. Yeah. It kind you of know, does. I mean, this is the overall company and vibe that said, oh, you don't need floppy disk anymore. Oh, you don't need a CD-ROM drive anymore. And they took out the headphone jack. Brave. Courage. Courage, yeah. Courage. (laughs) What I would really want to see, and this is more... I would love to see a move to... And I don't think they're going to do it this year. It'd be great if they could. USB-C. And not not necessarily because people scream and go crazy because switching ports from the 30... We've had the lightning port for a long time. We've had that lightning port a long, long time. The fact that the iPad Pro now uses USB-C instead of lightning. I got to think they're getting ready to um they're getting there's either this year or next year. Maybe next year they're going to switch it over, but just something where it's one less thing to deal with. You know, getting it'll it simple. Next, it'll be next year for yeah. sure. And this year I I believe they're going to be shipping uh, a USB-C to lightning cable which is because the macbooks are all usb now and, yeah um but i think i think next year you'll see USB-C for sure okay well so what's the advantage to USB-C? is it just because it's a more universal yeah that's the biggest yeah. thing yeah because I, I i don't think i i mean i have like a billion gadgets here i don't think i own one that uses USB-C. it's more universal um, it will be built, especially starting, like Greg said, starting next year, it's going to be built into all the, um, and the port may look the same as a lightning port or very similar to it at least, but it'll be, it's, it'll be built into the motherboards that Intel is putting out. So, and it'll just be universal where you don't have, oh, like if you go to a store now, you can say, oh, there is a UO, I need a connector for my car, or I just need a power connector. And you go, oh, this one's not too, oh, yeah, this is an Android one. Oh, hold on, sorry about that, guys. Let's see if clap on, clap off works for him. Nope. <laughs> uh, it never does. But no, but then you go, oh, I need the one for the iPhone. Oh, it costs twice as much. <laughs> so yeah. that that would just be nice. That would just be nice. I and think, I think the I think it has faster like data speed. Yeah, the the, the new one's going to be significantly faster. The fact that they've already moved the iPad Pro, so the fact mm-hmm. that the Apple's already has some which is, you know, Lightning, some which is a new USB C. They need to say, okay, if we're going to call something a Pro, like the new possible iPhone Pro, it's going to be. USB-C and maybe even have pencil support or crayon support. Well, 
the uh, 10s Max and the 10s and 10s Max will have, I believe, that with iOS 13 have um, pencil support. Ooh, okay. So maybe something where you it'll have somewhere where you can put like a you want to call it a crayon pencil whatever where there's a way to connect it magnetically like you can for the iPad Pro because that would be a nice editing touch to use it like a like a, a stylus where you don't have to have it but if you want to have it and there's you know there's an extra hundred dollars for Apple <laughs> yeah yeah right of course it couldn't it wouldn't come with it It'd be additional mm-hmm. now I guess we'll I mean there's only one way of course to find out and that is to do the old-fashioned time travel and wait um like we said uh looking at the Last year, we just did a quick look earlier in the pre-show for last year's uh, September event, and that was an hour and 45 minutes long. Uh, normally st- and starting at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so if you either are on the East Coast, can take a late lunch and very long lunch. Or if you're in the Midwest, it hits on general lunchtime or you take a morning break. And, you know, we can see Tim and the gang, if you will, come out and tell us what's happening and what's all new and shiny. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys. So my wish. Oh, sorry. Go, uh, go ahead. I would like to see them. Okay. So this kind of stems from a, a tweet that Jack Hollingsworth put on Twitter there within the last, I don't know, a few days ago. Um, he said he's actually kind of moving back to his 8 Plus and getting away from his 10s Max because it has something to do with, uh, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but something to do with the uh, the way that it, it handles the exposure and all this stuff and, and all the, the computational stuff that goes on. And you know, that kind of got me thinking over the last few days I thought, okay, maybe just turn off smart HDR. Uh, but then there was another fellow come on and and, and gave a, a multiple tweet um, explanation about how things are are going, like how things happen in in the 10s Max. Um, you know, I would like to see Apple give back a little bit of the control over the exposure because um, it's doing so many things every time you take a photo and it would be nice to be able to have a little bit more manual control on that uh, in the native camera like you know we shouldn't have to use a, a different app to I mean yeah sure you can move the slider up and down to adjust the exposure but I think I think it's going a little deeper than that I think it's um, I think it's uh, it's just almost doing too much in, on the computational side. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, it's, um, I don't know. The, I mean, it's nice to have the phone take that good of a picture and, and you know, kind of nail it every time almost. But it, it's also nice to, it would nice to, be nice to see uh, see Apple give back a little bit more control, and I don't think it's going to happen because there's that ninety ninety rule, right? It's, they're going to mm-hmm. try to please ninety percent of the people ninety percent of the time, but uh, and, and I seriously doubt you would see a different camera 
um, camera app, native camera app in a pro model as opposed to the regular iPhone. You know, if that's what they're going to be calling these things when they come out. So, um, you know, it'd be nice to see. That, that would be a kind of a, a bit of a wish for me and uh, probably for a lot of other serious photographers, but it prob- probably won't happen. Yeah. Well, like you said, the the whole Apple trying to make majority of people happy majority of the time. So, yeah. But, you know, it'd be nice if there was a, not a separate camera, but just a nice little switch. Kind of like with the calcul- building calculator. You hold it vertically, you get a simple calculator, you go horizontally, you get the scientific. Just yeah, a, yeah. a a switch, but a button turning or off something. Smart HDR, I tried that, and it really doesn't make that big of a difference. No, there, there's... no I just tried it in one one scene. I didn't, yeah. I didn't ex- really experiment with, with it too much, but... Um, I don't know. It, it, there's just so much going on every time you take a photo that they kind of be nice if they dialed it yeah. back a bit. Well, like I said, that's what we think and want to have happen. And we'll see what happens next week then. So let's move on to our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. Okay. And Matt, you pointed this one out to us. Uh, do you want to do a quick review? Uh, yeah, so um, we picked from our tiny shutter hashtag this week. And um, yeah, I feel like a lot of the, well, I don't know, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I think we do a pretty good job in general of, you know, picking different types of photos. You know, I know, like, myself and greg we shoot a lot of landscapes and you know you do a lot of pet photos dave and and i don't really know what kind of pictures joe takes because i've never seen one of <laughs> from him but uh uh you know and, and that mark, would be of jeeps oh okay yeah <laughs> um you know mark takes a lot of landscape pictures so i feel like you know, we kind of naturally gravitate towards landscape pictures, but this isn't, you know, the landscape iPhone photography show. So um, I feel like it's a good, good to branch out and showcase other types of photography and everything. So um, with that being said, um, I found this, uh, this photo by Dean Whitmire on Instagram uh, with our tiny shutter hashtag and, and he goes by DMW underscore images on Instagram and he titled it um, the inner workings of a Harley Davidson V-Rod motor shot with iPhone 6S Plus and it's a square format image um, it's black and white it kind of looks like it has like maybe a little bit of like a cyanotype uh, treatment to it a little bit, or or something kind of like that, a selenium tone or something like that. Um, but it's kind of this close-up image of like these gears, um, you know, on a on a Harley Davidson motorcycle gears and and chain links and stuff. And uh, I just. I'm really digging this picture because um, it's very contrasty, um, but there's like a whole ton of detail. You could see like all the 
um, the machining of the metal, so all the little scratches in the metal and everything. Um, you know, there's just tons and tons of detail, and the overall composition is just awesome. The the gears make uh, this really cool like arch in the lower right corner and the upper left corner, and it it's just pulling your eye like all over through the through the picture, and I just find it really interesting. It's really different, and uh, I just I love it for those reasons. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I'd have to echo what you just said. You know, uh, you know, lots of detail. The contrast is nice. The the color tone that he added to it. Um, you know, it just uh, uh, it's just very metallic, and um, uh, I I like that it's got a, a lot of the you know dark areas to it um you know it, it's almost like a, a a mysterious look to it um as if you know you're not supposed to really know what goes on inside a harley davidson engine but here's a little peek and um you know that would make a really good wallpaper on 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 a computer uh, so if if he if he doesn't have this as a wallpaper on his computer, he should. Um, yeah, I, I really like it. It's uh, you, it's 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 you can't really tell what part of the engine this is, but you know it, it's it's really cool. There, there, there's things going on everywhere, and yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, total agreement there. I mean, it's 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 the fact that if he didn't tell you what it was. I don't think you could. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could tell You'd it was no gears, idea. but you would have no idea. And I like the the little, at least I'm showing as a little bit of a green tinge to it. Or a green tint to it. And it just made me my eyes there looking that way. Um, but it just the fact it isn't just, it doesn't look straight black. You know, it isn't just a straight black or white image. There, there's, a, there's a tint to it which adds a nice little... Uh, a feel and a touch to it so yeah it's it, and it honestly it looks like something you could see in a catalog professionally wise in terms of you know yeah. for harley like cr engines and then this would be a like a, a picture of of to highlight some of the technical work bits of the engine itself I mean, I I think if there was like a you know a book about these motorcycles, like specifically these motorcycles, like this this photo should be in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, total agreement. Well, Dean, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Dean. Um, We are still in the middle of our architecture um, challenge. So uh, we have uh, pretty good, pretty good um, participation in it so far. So definitely uh, throw some cool, cool pictures of buildings in that challenge, and, and mm-hmm. we'll definitely have a winner of that next week. Most definitely. Well, guys, you know, since we're running a little long, um, unless there's something you want to bring up, I think we'll just end it here and skip the uh, what happened this week. Yeah, because my work was pretty me. boring. <laughs> Mine too. That sounds good then. So, uh, 
again, uh, Dean, thanks and congratulations on that. And uh, remember, that if you do, like Matt said, participate, uh, there are the options of either the Facebook group facebook group which we're coming up on for next week or keep going to the hashtag tiny shutter on instagram because we do look back uh for the weeks we do do the hashtag tiny shutter on instagram we just don't look for the last day or so so if you see something you're like oh i'd this be a great post pick of the week possibility or i'm really proud of this photo and i like to have it looked at but it's a it's an it's a, a Facebook week. Please keep hashtagging it. We'll keep a look at we keep looking for everything there. Well, guys, thanks so much for the uh, show tonight and hanging out and hopefully down Joe's way everything is nice and safe and starting to calm down a bit. Mm-hmm. So, let's finish up by going around the room. You guys can tell everyone where you can find them. Find everybody. Uh, Matt, you want to start off where we can find you? Yeah, you can check me out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Flickr, um, Dayflash, and the Artful Life Phonography community at M. Hoffman Photo. Okay. And Greg? Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Macmillan underscore photo on uh, the Artful Life Photography community is my name, Greg McMillan. And on Dayflash, where I probably will be posting most of my stuff now uh, as just my name, McMillan. Okay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Dayflash is ProfPod, and on the Facebook group as Dave Podner. Well, guys, thanks so much. And well, thanks for driving again, Dave. Uh, no problem. Good job as always. Oh, thanks so much. Haven't haven't crashed too hard yet. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yep, and hopefully uh, my dogs didn't set off anyone else's dogs who happen to be listening. <laughs> no, it was it was a short short quick burst. <laughs> that's a great way to describe them. Okay, guys, <laughs> have a good week, and we'll see you next week on uh, iPhone Week. Alrighty, good night, right. everybody. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Barely.